Hello there, and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Living with a life-changing condition. That's the topic today. How do you live when you are living with and facing and having to deal with and cope with some type of condition that is life-changing? Could be cancer. Sure, it's life-changing because it could end in death. What about a long-term sentence in prison for some indiscretion? That's a life-changing condition. I talked to somebody not too long ago facing this cancer decision. Talked with somebody last week in a prison situation facing long-term prison sentencing. What about the kid today that I saw who's deep into drug addiction? He's been using so much marijuana, his brain is already damaged. And he's only 21 years of age. Had a drop out of college because he couldn't think. Couldn't focus his attention. Brain damage from marijuana. What about the person that just died as a heart attack? Been living with a heart condition for a long time. And now died as a heart attack. That was just today. Over recent years, I've lost 23 different men in my life because they had to face and suffer with a life-changing condition which eventually brought them to the brink of death. So how do you deal with this? You have the same kind of situations as everybody else. Yours is just a little different. But they're all situations that are life-changing. Life-altering, life-threatening, life-disturbing. And it's health? Sure. It's social circumstances? Sure. Some of you are in a marriage and a family life that is just unbearable. It's a life-changing condition. There's all kinds of these things. So how do you deal with it? How do you cope with it? How do you function when you're living with some kind of a life threatening condition of one kind or another that just lingers on, it's chronic and it will not go away, but you're going to have to deal with it and live with it. So how do you? Outside of the treatments that you might get from the medical community, outside the treatment you may get from the correctional facilities and community, outside of the help that you may get from the psychological community, outside of the help that you might get from the spiritual community, outside of all that, How do you, day by day, day by day, cope with and deal with and live with and live above and beyond the life-changing circumstance and condition that you're facing? That's the main question for today. Now, let me give you a couple pointers, okay? Now, everybody has their own. Everybody has their own way of coping. Everybody has their own way of dealing with things. Sometimes we do it very well. And we share it with others and we write it into a book of some type. Other times we don't do it very well at all. That makes matters worse. But you know, we all have to deal with it in some way. And we all have to face the fact that our life right now is in the midst of a struggle with some kind of a condition that's life-altering, life-changing. You start with acceptance, number one. You start with practicing acceptance. 
AA has a kind of a formula like that too. It's like a prayer that God will grant you the ability to accept what you cannot change. You see? There are things we can't change. Beyond our ability to change. Beyond our power to change. We have to accept the condition that we have and the circumstance that we're facing. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't see it as the altering uh, condition that's going to end your life tomorrow. Just accept it. And accept what it will bring. And accept what it will come to. And how it will finalize. And how it will live out in the course of your life. You see, because if you accept it, you're going to have an attitude that might help you and will help you in the overcoming possibilities related to that condition. You may not overcome it completely. Cancer may never go away. But you can live above it. You can be in charge of your cancer as compared to your cancer being in charge of you and living a life that's a cancer life, cancer-based life. It's better for the cancer to respond to your attitude and your hope and your involvement and your grace and your prayers and your wishes to get better. But you got to start with accepting. If you don't accept your condition, you'll never, you'll never improve. You'll never overcome it. If you deny it, I don't have cancer when I do. You know, I'm not going to prison when, in fact, you are. You know, I'm not addicted to alcohol when, in fact, you are. I'm not addicted to marijuana when, in fact, you are. You see, if you don't accept, you're, you're, you're fooling yourself. You're in a denial. And that will never bring you to healing. Never. It's only, healing will happen only when you come to the point in your life when you can say, I have cancer. And it is serious. And I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to live with it. I have an addiction. It's serious and I'm going to deal with it. I have a condition of thought, of wrongful thinking. I'm going to deal with it. I have an addiction to pornography and I'm going to deal with it. And I'm going to accept the fact that I am powerless over it. And I'm going to move on and gain control and get above it. So you got to practice acceptance, number one. If you don't do that, there's no place other than go. You're just going to fool yourself, and you're living your life as a fool. But if you accept it, you can move on. Believe that you are not the only one in this journey. You know, every addiction has many, many people so addicted in the same way. That's why AA is so popular. Because there's a lot of other people who are addicted to alcohol, and they come together in an AA meeting, and they share a common thought, a common problem, a common despair, a common lack of hope. But they come together in the sense of trying to gain a feeling and a perspective of healing and victory and overcoming. So after you accept what you have, you've got to know that you're not the only one with it. Lots of people have cancer. Lots of people have heart conditions. Lots of people have migraine headaches. Lots of people have addiction to pornography. Lots of people are addicted to uh, shopping or buying or, you know, all various kinds of conditions. So accept it. 
and know that you're not alone and learn from each other. Reach out. Become part of a system that heals together with people who have a similar condition to yours. In other words, join forces. Don't go it alone. That's a lonely path to walk. Walk with someone. Walk with somebody who's been there. Walk with somebody who's been through it. Walk with somebody who's going through it with you at the same time. Bring about in your life somebody that will be your support system. But don't go it alone. Now, if you do that, you can look for the opportunity to grow. You can learn from your addiction. You can learn from your medical condition. You can learn from your spiritual condition. You can learn from your social problem. You can learn from those. You can become a much better person. If you ask, how can I come out of this better than when I went in? How can I remove myself from this kind of a problem but be a better person as a result of it? How can I grow and be a strong, independent person with determination and with a message to share to the world? Can I have greater faith? Can I have greater hope? Can I have greater confidence? Can I have greater communication skills? Can I have greater communication and relational skills? You know, can I have skills that will help me make decisions better? Make better judgments? You see, take a look at what you, what you have. Take a look at what you are. Take a look at the fact that you are not alone and you're with people. And together, gain from other people's ability to grow and what they've learned. And you learn similar ways. Learn from others, teach others, but be in a learning process. No matter what you have, no matter what the condition is that's apparently or appears to be helpless and hopeless. Then, another point, reach out. Reach out. Reach out to other people. You know, there are other people having going through what you're going through. See, be a source of support and encouragement and help to them. Don't look at it only in terms of what somebody can do for you, but look at it also in the context, even though you're suffering, what you can do for somebody else. How you can help somebody else who's going through the very same thing you're going through. They might be only a month behind you or whatever, but reach out and give them some encouragement and some support and some help. But reach out. Be the person who contacts and is a source of encouragement to others. And give your story. Tell your story to others. Encourage others to take a different path than you took. So they don't end up in the addiction pile. Tell people. Help people. Learn how to live in a more healthy way so they don't end up with the cancers and the heart attacks and the migraine headaches and all the other kind of medical problems that are likely to occur. Reach out and teach. Reach out and support. Reach out and encourage. Reach out and be part of the system that helps other people live at a much higher and a better level of life and living than you did in the hopes that they don't have to go through what you're going through. You know what? Be intentional about your rejoicing, too. You know, when you're down, it's hard to rejoice. When you're feeling bad, you're feeling sick, you're feeling weak, you're feeling uh, like a victim. It's hard to be rejoicing. It's hard to be joyful. It's hard to be happy. It's hard to be peaceful. Hard to think of yourself as being a, a person of peace. 
you're struggling you're focusing you're struggling but you know see the humor in it see the good in it see something that you can share with others that can be beneficial to others so there's something that you can be happy about that you can rejoice about it's a personal thing and make it part of the personal story that you have helped somebody else because of what you're going through and what you've gone through and be happy that you were able to play that role in their life and then what's the antidote to worry what's the antidote to anxiety you know you can sit there and worry you can sit there and be anxious you can sit there and think of all the worst possible outcomes that's going to happen the poor me's and the, the victim kind of thinking you can get in all that kind of stuff and carry it out day by day and how bad life is and how bad your circumstances are and how you must have lived a bad life and how your parents must have lived a bad life and 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 so on and just get all that downward thinking or you can turn to something like prayer as the antidote to worry and anxiety and despair and victimization you can see in it that maybe God can teach you something about what's happened in your life and teach you something about how you can teach others and teach you something about how you can live above the line not below the line and then lastly focus on the quality of your time not the quantity of your time here's what I mean your days are numbered if you have cancer your days are numbered you have a heart condition your days are numbered if you're deep into addiction your days are numbered you know how long you're gonna live we don't know but there will be a day when that will come to an end you see and in the meantime focus on the quality of your life how well you live and how well you can live and how well you can live among the people you live with and how well you can make their life and how well you can contribute to your community to your society to your culture to your church to your clubs your organization to your friends to your neighborhood to your friends your community look at ways that you can contribute right up until the very end it's what you can do for others focus on that the quality of your time and what you give and what you can leave behind for others write your legacy write your life story make that available to your family and to your children and grandchildren and others make sure that you have a uh, a plan for uh, money to be raised as a memorial following your death encourage people to give money to the organizations and the uh, causes that you believe in and that you want to see supported and encouraged and to move forward set up some kind of a foundation set up a memorial and raise some money so that one of your last acts of life is to get people to give money that would go to an organization or to a cause that you deeply believe in and give it in your name and you can feel good about that as you pass on so give some thought to that how can you live with quality but how can you die with quality that's the comment that's the question and if you do those kind of things no matter what your circumstances no matter what difficulty you're facing no matter what medical condition you're 
trying to overcome and fight. No matter what social system that you're working in and you're trying to get beyond and trying to live above, and no matter what um, people say about you and whatever causes that are working against you, live above the line. Live above the circumstances of your life. Get a perspective. Get an idea that you can do something still and be a source of influence and a source of favor among other people. And make sure that there's a legacy left behind, that your story is left behind, and that people will read that story and learn from it and avoid the pitfalls that you have fallen into and will live in a successful and a, uh, an achieving kind of way, maybe even beyond what you did. But give them the directions. Give them the floor plan. Give them the blueprint. And then make sure that there is some kind of a legacy left for the things that you believe in, that they are strengthened because of you, because of your life, your contributions, and because of your death and the contributions of other people at the time of your death for those causes. Hey, good to talk to you today. This has been the Psychology Report. Thanks for joining me. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Pick up a book there for your fall reading, enjoyment, and pleasure. And you know, if you'd like to be a sponsor to my podcast, you'd like to be a sponsor to my television program, Dr. Teach Me to Parent, which is on every Saturday morning, 10 o'clock in the uh, Pacific Standard Time, 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time in the morning. That's my television program, Dr. Teach Me to Parent, and I go for an hour leading you in a discussion and an uh, informational piece on how to be a more effective parent. We take sponsors for these programs. So if you'd like to be a sponsor, let me know. We'd be glad to have you as a sponsor and uh, uh, help us help the people of our valley, of our community, and beyond because these programs get on and they get international attention. These programs get on YouTube and they're watched all over the world. So we've had 23,000 hits on this one, just, just this podcast. So people are paying attention. If you'd like to be a sponsor, I would love it. Let me know, okay? Anyway, bye for now.